In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriots. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Earlier today and elsewhere, I, I also want to remind my fellow Republicans we can hold the Attorney General accountable for the decision that he made without attacking rank-and-file law enforcement personnel at the FBI. The Republican Party is the party of law and order. Our party stands with the men and women who serve on the thin blue line at the federal and state and local level. And these attacks on the FBI must stop. Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. The truth of the matter is, we need to get to the bottom of what happened. We need to let the facts play out. But more than anything else, the American people need to be reassured in the integrity of our justice system and the very appearance of a recurrence of politics playing a role in decisions that the Justice Department demands transparency as never before. And I will continue to call on the Attorney General and the Justice Department to make that information available to the American people and do so now. Hey, I got a news flash for you there, Mike Judas Pence. No 
nobody cares. Uh, nobody cares. Calling for a defunding of the FBI is nowhere near calling for the defunding of our police agencies across the United States of America. You moron. And you wonder why you're getting run out of town. You wonder why you have no base. You wonder why you have no followers, no fans, nobody who believes in you. You try to go head-to-head against Donald Trump in endorsements only further exposing yourself as exactly the person that we have all coined you to be. As a matter of fact, let me rephrase, exactly as the person that you coined yourself to be, a rhino establishment corrupt politician who, if you really listen to what he just said in that cold open, said, I'm playing both sides of the fence. How about that? I believe in law and order, but I believe we need to hold the Justice Department accountable. I believe we need to let the facts play out, but at the same time, we can't call for a defunding of the FBI. Yes, we can. There's a difference between the Federal Bureau of Incompetence and local and state law enforcement. Local and state law enforcement are 100% needed in our society. The FBI is not. The FBI is not. We can get by just fine, ladies and gentlemen, without the Federal Bureau of Incompetence. We don't need them sniffing around and causing uh, false flags and staging attacks with inside operatives so that they can pinpoint one group or another and label them as a domestic violent extremist. Raise your hand if you're a DVE. We talked about that this morning. Mike Pence is a raging loser. Do we have that sound bite from this morning? I think we do. Let's go ahead and hit that, shall we? I'm a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. That's exactly right. Rhinos are losers who are not what they appear to be. Ladies and gentlemen, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. Thank you so very much for joining in tonight. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you live from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire. And it's a blessing and an honor to be here with you. Thank you guys very, very, very much for allowing me to come into your living rooms or your phones, your workplace, wherever it is you're watching, uh, five days a week, twice a day. Thank you very much to all those watching on Real America's Voice News. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your team. Thank you for opening your arms to the LFA family. Whether you're watching on Roku, Firestick, Getter, Rumble, social media across the board, whether it's DirecTV, Dish, whatever it is, I want to say thank you and welcome to Live from America. Um, this show may or may not be for you, but you know what? It's worth sticking around to find out. If you're watching on Rumble, I'll ask you to please, please, please do me the solid of rumbling the video whether you're watching on the laptop or the computer and you have the little rumble plus sign below the video or if you're watching on your app and you've got the little boxing glove on the top of the video please do that and repost and reshare on our getter channel as well i just want to give you guys an idea right now we're uh, hovering about 17 and a half thousand followers on getter our goal is 20,000. So just go to Jeremy Harrell on Getter and follow us there, trying to get to 20,000. And on Rumble, folks, we're trying to get to 35,000 LFA family members 
We're hovering around 30,500 right now. So if you have a Rumble account, please follow Live from America on Rumble. And if you don't have a Rumble account, make one and give us a follow. It really helps us out, and I appreciate you guys. How deep is the deep state? That is what I titled tonight's show. How deep is the deep state? How deep does it go? Does it go so deep that it can prevent Donald Trump from running again in 2024? We know it goes deep enough to prevent him from occupying our White House that he was legitimately and duly elected to. So how deep is the deep state? Is it too deep for us to stop or is the momentum in our favor? Have we swung the momentum while we're winning the information war, while we're winning the battle to take back our communities town by town, city by city, county by county, state by state, which we are, and while we're winning the battle for uh, basically this parallel universe of card processing centers, retail shopping networks, TV, social media, radio, are we strong enough to take the deep state back from our country intellectually, strategically, and legally? That is a question that I want to start out tonight. And if you're watching on social media, I would ask that you please jump on the video and I mean, jump on the comment section and let me know. Are we, is America already lost? Is the deep state too deep for us? To take it back. That is the question of the evening. And I would like you to let me know on my getter or on my rumble feed. We will be monitoring those. We will go back through after the videos are all recorded and live, this, that, and the other. And, and, and see what, what people think, what the consensus is, is. Are we strong enough to come back or is the deep state taking a hold of America? If you want my personal opinion, I would say that, that, that we are poised now to legally, strategically, and... Whatever way you want to say, I think we're, we're, we're poised to be able to take on the deep state. And I think we have been taking them on. And that is why they're labeling you a DVE and me a DVE. You know what that is? That is a domestic violent extremist. That is what they've labeled anybody, especially people with talk shows like mine, who questions the 2020 election or questions COVID or anything. You are labeled from the Department of Homeland Security, as we talked about and showed the proof of this morning from the leaked documents from the Department of Homeland Security. They have labeled you a DVE. Do you believe that we're strong enough to take it back? I do. I do believe that. I do believe that we can strategically and legally and legitimately take back our country without uh, going to a uh, a full-blown civil war where we take up arms. That's where I believe we're at. You tell me, but I know a little secret. God doesn't only win he's already won god doesn't just win in the future god won in the past god wins right now omnipresent omnipotent the man is everywhere the god is everywhere our lord saving jesus christ is everywhere and i believe we are going to make america great again again what say you let's go to the lord ladies and gentlemen here on this august 17th 2022 remember that i am the potter and you are the clay when you accept my ways with you trustingly Without rebelling or running away, you find freedom through my spirit. Amen. Even more wondrously, I empower you to reflect me to others with ever-increasing glory. So whenever you come to a revelation, whenever you come to a, uh, a, like a, a, like a holy moment where you're like, wow, I got it. Thank you, Lord, for giving me that. You are to go out 
and pass that along so enthusiastically to somebody else. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Not you may, not you might, you will. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And from 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Do you feel like the spirit of the Lord is still within these confines of from sea to shining sea that we call the United States of America? I truly do. And where there is the Lord and the spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. And we who with unveiled face, unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness and ever-creasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Amen. And before you turn out the light tonight, I am shaping you into my likeness with each passing day. Remain malleable in my skillful hands. Well, there you go, folks. There you go. There is no truer word than that which is found in the B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth. Everybody says, why are we here? What is the answer to life? What is the secret to humanity? It's right there. It's in the basic instructions before leaving earth. So pick it up. Read it. Understand it. Enjoy it. Find joy in it. And then pass it along to your brother and sister in Christ. Amen? All right, here we go. Lord's Prayer. Please remove your hats as we go to the Lord as one LFA and RAV family combined. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And the LFA family says, amen. It is a different world when you find Christ. It is a different world when you walk that narrow path that God has, uh, that God has placed you on. And ladies and gentlemen, it is truly an honor to walk in the full glory of the Lord. Can I get an amen? Let me know, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, we're going to go to our first commercial break. Here on Real America's Voice News, this is live from America. I will ask you one more time, share the video. And if you're watching on TV, we'll be right back right after this. All right, we had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties there getting started, ladies and gentlemen. We had a, a little issue with the, uh, the, the, the introduction and the, and the time, um, and it wasn't our producer's fault. It was my fault. So do not hold back your rumble rants for Eli. I will let you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not follow our newsletter every morning, I will first ask you why not. It's that easy. Just sign up on JeremyHerald.com. Engage in the morning devotional, and you're going to need to when we start our Rise Up podcast on locals uh, in the morning. But um, if you don't follow our newsletter, ladies and gentlemen, I, w- I did say this morning that we are now funded with the help of our sponsors. Thank the Lord that our sponsors have been able to fill the gap. And thank the Lord that the donors who have not had to fall on too hard of times where they can't contribute to Live from America, we are funded pretty much all the way to the end of September. 
the end of September, and we know live from America TV, LFA TV starts in September as well with Mike Crispy and with Sean Farish and Antonio Sabato and Anna Perez and myself and so many others, folks. We're just getting started. For, so for all those who are donating, thank you so very much. We would not be able to do it without you. And for the sponsors that are sponsoring the show, it isn't nearly as much as the donations that are coming in, but it helps Fill in the gap. Let me say thank you to Jeanette Mayer right now and to Ashley Owens. Thank you so very much, Ashley, for the $15 monthly donation. Jeanette for the $40 monthly donation. Linda Sanchez, thank you very much. John Ciafaldi, thank you so very much. Mary Maples, God bless you and thank you. Lisa Miller, I appreciate you. A lot of these folks are $10, $5 a piece, but you know what? When they all rack up, it really does, it really does help. Amy Elias, $20 a month. Thank you so very much. Angela Barnett, thank you so very much for the $100. Cheryl Whipple, thank you very much. She says, God bless you in the LFA. I increased mine from $25 to $50. Darla Johnson says, God bless you and your family, Jeremy. Teresa Saletti, thank you so very much. Kathy Foley says, Jeremy, I raised my monthly donation as well. Keep up the great work. I'm enjoying watching you. Great things. You can't beat God. Love Kathy. Levi Fisher, $100. Thank you so very much. Deborah Cornell, Jennifer Warren, and Melissa Short, God bless you all. You all deserve way more recognition than what I can give you. I can promise you that. And for the Rumble Rants coming in to keep our, our Eli, our beloved Eli here, Pink Moon, said, Happy birthday, Jeremy. Yesterday, my husband and I gave you money for your birthday, and I forgot to add to our, our daughter. So she has given you $10. See? You see how amazing that is? It's so hard for me to take money from a child, but when they understand the importance, Suzanne Vermontis for Elisha. He needs to get paid 25 bucks. And of course, our wonderful and dedicated uh, follower and family member, Amanda Collins, with a $5 donation. And uh, even Majogo says, thank you all for the donations. You guys have no idea how incredibly important you are to this show. So Let's get back to the first and foremost section. We've got Heather Mullins coming in tonight. We've got a lot going on. We're only broke 3,000 on Rumble. We would really like to get that up. I'd uh, ask for your help. And uh, over on Getter, what are we? Uh, we've got about 1,000 people watching over there. Boy, this family is large. How are they ever going to stop us? They're not. If they ever take me out, you guys are going to be right there to pick up the slack. I can bet that. All right, here we go. And welcome back to LFA Live from America. I'm Jeremy Harrell and broadcasting from New Hampshire, ladies and gentlemen. We've got uh, one of our own, Heather Mullins, joining us. Not only one of our own here in New Hampshire, but on Real America's Voice News as well. We've got her joining us in the next section, in the next segment, I should say, to talk about how important it is to spot rhinos now as opposed to waiting and being reactive and not being proactive and... Uh, Exactly how important that is to stop this deep state takeover of these United States of America. First and foremost section, lift up your cups and let's have our first slurp. Mm. Nice hot coffee. So we, like everybody else in America here on Live from America, we celebrated all night and all day today the departure of the yellow Teletubby herself, the Wicked Witch of the West, Liz Cheney from the House of Representatives. If you live under a rock or if you've not joined any news stations all day, yes, we all know by now that Miss Piggy has departed the building. 
The fat lady is not singing. Uh, she can still cause a lot of damage, though, folks, from now until she is actually uh, removed from her seat at the house in the House of Representatives. She's still got a few months, and a lot of damage can be done from now until then. The rise and fall of Miss Piggy. Well, let's think about it, ladies and gentlemen. In 2016, she was elected to the House of Representatives, and she ran on making America stronger, making America's borders stronger, making American manufacturing a thing again, coming back to America, bringing businesses back. It all sounded nice. But all rhetoric coming from a lying, cheating, corrupt politician sounds nice. Even Barack Hussein Obama sounded nice in 2008. I know some of you will understand that. Some of you didn't fall for his garbage from the very beginning. Um, But they can sound really nice. So she ran in 2016. She then went really high, third in command in the Republican Party, ladies and gentlemen. The rise and the fall of Miss Piggy is a wonderful thing to see. She went right to the top, third in charge in the entire Republican Party until she made one grave mistake, and that was going against MAGA. You can't go against MAGA and win. Nobody ever does. Now, you might win some battles here and there, but you're never going to win the war, and Liz Cheney found that out last night. So, elected in 2016, rise to the third in charge in the Republican Party, and then boom, she gets kicked out of that for her and her engagement with the Democrats in persecuting President Donald J. Trump. And of course, last night, the people of Wyoming spoke. We all get it. We're all caught up, but don't feel too bad. No, 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 no. Do not feel too bad for the yellow Teletubby because she's got major plans, folks. She's got major plans. Number one, she still has a few months to serve. Um, well, we call it serve. She still has a few months to be corrupt. We'll call it that. <laughs> and a lot of damage can be done in those few months. But from then on, she's going to work for the Lincoln Project. And everybody knows who the Lincoln Project is, right? They're a bunch of never-Trumpers, pedophiles, who spend their hard-earned time and money with these uh, rich donors in the, uh, in the GOP, uh, these rich donors, these rich contributors, the people that run the GOP that you don't know their names, yeah, she's going to work with all of them and the Lincoln Project to try to take down Donald Trump to make sure he never, ever, 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 ever comes back to Washington, D.C. Again, it's really just a waste of time and money. But, ladies and gentlemen, outside of that, it doesn't matter if it's a waste of time for her to do so because she becomes super uber rich. In the process, let's get into this story because in Liz Cheney's very, very short four years in office, she has increased her wealth 600%. She has increased her wealth by $36 million after serving... Just a short, uh, excuse me, six and a half years, not four years, six and a half years. After serving six and a half years, she's doing just fine. She only earns $174,000 a year as a member of Congress. She entered Congress January of 2017. And just two years later, Speaker Paul Ryan elevated her to the chair of the House Republican Conference. Paul Ryan, again, another rhino loser, did this knowing that she detested President Donald J. Trump just as much as he did. And in 2018, her estimated net worth per open secrets was nearly $15 million. Well, how is that possible? 
How is it possible that she goes from being elected and probably raising her income right then and there to $174,000, but she then goes and makes another $15 million in her first and her second year as a congresswoman? Cheney reportedly was worth $7 million total in 2017, probably from all of her dad's Halliburton money, shooting people in the face, shaking people down, you know, the whole thing. And today she is worth an estimated 30, uh, $44 million. Wow. Seven mil, uh, uh, what was that? $44 million from $7 million in just six and a half years? I don't think so. Liz Cheney's net worth ballooned from an estimated $7 million when she first took office in 2017 to possibly more, if you really, if you really get deep into it, than $44 million in 2020. That was four, four years. In four years. In four years, she attained $36 million plus in wealth. How's that happen, folks? How does that happen when nobody cares about you, when nobody buys anything that you're selling, nobody's reading any books that you're putting out? It's amazing, isn't it? Depending on where she falls in the ranges in her latest financial disclosure forms, that could represent as much as a 600% increase in her net worth in just a few short years in Congress, a massive boom for an already independently wealthy political scion of the powerful, once powerful, I might add, Cheney family, which counts among its most powerful, her father, former vice president of the United States, Dick Cheney. During Cheney's first term in office from 2017 to 2018, her net worth grew from the 71st from the 71st, excuse me, 7 million to the 24th, 14 million wealthiest member in the United States House of Representatives. How is that possible? I'll tell you how it's possible. Backroom deals, lobbyists, getting money for things that you are, that you are, put, are passing through legislation. There's no other explanation for it. Now, she can say it's from book sales. Again, nobody cares about Liz Cheney enough to buy books. Okay, what happens is, is these lobbyists and all these backdoor deals, they end up putting in enough money to buying to making your books go bestsellers. Even if nobody's buying, then somebody already has. It's like a it's like a guaranteed gold album. Put it this way. When Jay-Z signed with his record company that he's with now, they promised him um, a gold album every time, meaning that no matter what he puts out, even if it's garbage, which it always is, drug dealer like Jay-Z, he gets a gold album guaranteed every time. They do the same thing with these book deals, folks. They do the same exact thing with these book deals. Scumbag Rhino, and we're glad she's gone, but they make millions of dollars while they're supposedly, serve, supposedly serving you, the people. Now, before we go to break and then bring in uh, Heather Mullins in our next segment, we have to get to this. I titled today's show, How Deep is the Deep State? How deep is it? Is it? Could the deep state be so deep that the people that we are supposedly supposed to believe that are FBI agents are not even FBI agents? What am I talking about? Peter Strzok. We all know Peter Strzok as an FBI agent. But it's possible that Peter Strzok is not even an FBI agent at all. It's possible that Peter Strzok is a CIA agent. This is not a deep state theory. I'm going to give you proof to back it up. It's possible that Peter Strzok is a CIA agent posing as an FBI agent in order to work the case across hot fire hurricane against President Donald J. Trump domestically within the confines of the United States of America. Crazy thought, right? Well, not so crazy. Let's get to it. There's, very, there's huge questions uh, to be asked and answered when it comes to Peter Strzok, all right? 
Did the deep state lie to President Trump when they claimed they fired Peter Strzok from the FBI? Because he never worked for the FBI? How could he have been fired from the FBI if he worked for the CIA? Let's get into it. There is no evidence at all to support the fact that Peter Strzok ever worked or served in any FBI field office, nor is there any evidence that Peter Strzok attended the FBI Academy in Quantico, Virginia. There is no evidence that Peter Strzok ever graduated from Quantico. Any of these would indicate his attachment to the FBI, but they cannot be found. Why? Peter Strzok's history shows that he left the Army and was immediately assigned to the White House. How? When did Peter Strzok find the time to attend the FBI Academy if he went directly to the White House out of the military? Another indication of Peter Strzok's connection to the FBI is that he signed a document with the title, not of of an FBI employee, but a CIA title on October 23rd, 2015. It appears that Peter Strzok was under the FBI to allow the CIA to operate in the United States and that Crossfire Hurricane was a political operation by the CIA disguised as an FBI operation in order to work within the confines of the United States of America. Again, if there is any evidence out there that I missed, somebody please send it to me. Does Peter Strzok work for the FBI? Did he ever work for the FBI? Did he go to Quantico in Virginia? If you can find proof that I haven't been able to find, please let me know. Again, ladies and gentlemen, how deep is the deep state? Does it go so deep that we are being lied to even on that level? It's a question worth asking, and we demand answers. We'll be right back with more Live from America on RAV right after this with Heather Mullins. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we bring in our guest, we've got to give our sponsor some love, ladies and gentlemen, and it's a great sponsor at that. It is AMAC. How many of you have joined AMAC since they've sponsored Live from America? Raise your hand in the comments section. Because AMAC is is such a wonderful organization that you don't have to even be an elderly person to join it like AARP and you still get all of the benefits of AARP knowing that you're not giving money to left-wing scumbags and knowing you're giving money to people who cherish the Constitution. Let's get into it. AMAC believes and stands up for the values that have made America so great. They believe in the sanctity of the Constitution. They're fighting the good fight against reckless government spending and the ever-expanding scope of federal government as it is. And they are pro-small business, and, they believe, and <clears throat> they're going to need to be, we're going to need to be part of some family to fight this uh, IRS attack on small business, I'll tell you that. Pro-small business, they believe in securing the borders, they believe in supporting the military, respecting the flag, respecting our veterans, and they kneel before God and God only. So ladies and gentlemen, go to amac.us slash LFA, sign up, become become a member of over 2 million conservatives that can call on AMAC when they need them for a lot of different discounts and, ladies and gentlemen, just information that you need to secure your freedom here in America. Go to amac.us slash LFA. Okay, I want to, before we come back from this commercial break, Heather, can you see and hear me okay? I can see you. I can see and hear you. Can you hear me? I can see and hear you. Can you hear me? Hold on. Let me just, uh, let me make it so you don't look like a giant and I look like a tiny child. I've got you so big. I can back up a little bit. Hey, that works right there. Now we're the same size. Okay, perfect. Uh, Heather, before we come back from the commercial break, please say hi to the LFA family. They love you so much. 
Hi, guys and girls. I don't want to assume your gender. Well, there's only two, right? So you're 50% yeah. right or 50% wrong. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> uh, you're home in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. You're not on the road I'm right now? No, I'm okay. not here in New Hampshire. All right, perfect. Good. Then it gives us a good, uh, it gives us a good uh, avenue to talk about what's going on here in New Hampshire. So we'll, uh, we'll come back from this break and we'll bring you right in, okay? Okay, sounds good. All right, here we go. And welcome back here live from America, ladies and gentlemen, Real America's Voice News, real news, honest views, awesome people, great reporters, great show hosts. It's a great network of amazing patriotic people and one that I have had the pleasure of knowing these last six months or so. Uh, and right here in my home state of New Hampshire, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to LFA for uh, the third or fourth time now, Heather Mullins. Heather, thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Pleasure as always. As always. So we're here in this little beautiful state of New Hampshire, this granite live free or die state. We are in this tiny little red state surrounded by a sea of blue, even all the way up to Canada. So the fact that we can remain the live free or die granite red state is just a blessing from God as it is. But that doesn't mean that we don't have our share of rhinos here. Some would argue our own governor is a rhino. He's definitely a Trump hater. But I titled today's show, How Deep is the Deep State? And you said something earlier that really caught my eye. You said the stakes are too high. The stakes are too high to be reactive anymore. We have to be proactive. And part of that is finding out who is a rhino and who is not a rhino. Now, I want you to tell the audience about the video that I'm about to show here. Okay? And then we'll go to the video and then we'll come back and get some commentary on it. All right, so... Oh, and by the way, hold on. I know you're not in the business of endorsing anybody. Yeah. But this conversation is about facts. So please let people know what they're going to see in this video coming up. Yeah, so it's about about facts. So the Government Integrity Project uh, reached out to me, and they decided to ask me to moderate two congressional debates here in New Hampshire. Um, So I got to do the Congressional District 1, and I also got to do the Senate debate um, and one of the Senate races. So for the congressional district debate, um, the two front runners, I would say, would be probably Tim Baxter and Caroline Levitt, right? Um, Matt Mowers did not show up to the debate. He was invited. He did not show up. That's irrelevant. I'm kind of not really a Matt fan after he voted twice in the 2020 election. For me, election integrity means us Republicans have to take it seriously, too. Um, but so anyway, so I moderated this debate. There were four candidates. Again, Caroline and Tim, right, started going at it because the question I had asked was, who would you endorse or vote for for Speaker of the House? Now, mind you, right, there's no right or wrong answer at the end of the day. It's tell people what you're going to do. And if they support you, they will vote for you. Amen. But don't shy away from it. Don't deny it. Don't do any of that stuff that's disingenuous. And so what I found out in the debate when I asked the question is Tim started going after Caroline saying she publicly endorsed Kevin McCarthy, right? And she sort of like seemed like she was denying it. And I had no idea at the time whether she did or didn't, whether Tim was just saying that to take jabs. I don't know. So I was just like watching him go back and forth. And I finally asked her point blank, would you support him? And she kind of dodged the answer and didn't really give anything. It was after the debate that somebody had actually sent me an interview she did on the John Fredericks radio show here on Real America's Voice, 
where she point blank admits she's going to vote for Kevin McCarthy. All right, let's let's stop right there. Let's stop right there, Heather. I'm going to pull up this video right now that you sent me. And uh, I had not seen this either, although I had heard about it. I had heard that she'd said it, but I'd never actually seen the actual video. So let's go to this video now that Heather sent me where you hear plain and simple Carolyn Levitt, for better or worse, basically saying she's going to vote for Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House if she wins. Here we go. If you win this, New Hampshire one is a seat that's likely to change in a red wave. When you get there, the first vote that you're going to have to make is for Speaker of the House. Can you tell our viewing audience, Caroline, right now, are you going to vote for Kevin McCarthy for House Speaker, yes or no? I am going to vote for Kevin McCarthy. And quite frankly, I think the Republicans need to join together on that. Uh, Here we go again. If elected, who will you support for Speaker of the House? Caroline. (laughs) I'm focused on winning this race, earning the support of the people of this great state. That's why I am the grassroots candidate in this race. So we'll see when we're elected, when we win on the 13th, and then we beat Chris Pappas and take back the House. All right. Another thing. How about you, Tim? Do you have a name you want to throw out there? Well, that's a complete dodge. You've already endorsed Kevin McCarthy for Speaker. You've done it in writing. You've done it on camera so that's a total dodge the insider you're referring to supports and has endorsed and given money to matt mowers the guy you've who didn't show up for today's well. debate you endorsed him and he still didn't endorse you it's sad you've done it in writing and on camera and you have an opportunity to say that you're not going to vote for him for speaker and you dodge the question it's that simple it's I, that simple i'm not involved in the insider dc games you did t- you did it on camera you endorsed kevin mccarthy in writing and on camera kevin mccarthy supports matt mowers he is funding that's and endorsing right and, and you've endorsed him you've endorsed him in writing would you would you would you vote for him for speaker we don't know who's she won't answer for the question the house okay. yet. all right who would you support tim i'm gonna win this race first i'm not no, focused not. on my next job no, down in not. washington dc yes i am going to win this race and we're going to give new hampshire a conservative seat at the table in washington all right that's all right all right, all right, all right. I've heard, I've heard enough of Carolyn Levitt. Like, and 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 so, Heather, I'm going to bring you back on here right now. What is, uh, you moderated that debate, and by the way, thank you for doing that. Thank you for stepping up in New Hampshire politics and and, and holding people accountable. But you heard it. We heard it. We know it. We saw the dodged question, and, and you might not be in the business of endorsing people, but I'm a very biased person, and I am in the door in, in in the business of endorsing people, especially if I'm running right here in the same state of New Hampshire, and I want representation that doesn't align with Kevin McCarthy. And clearly, clearly, you asked the right question. And how important is it that we ask these very difficult vetting questions now rather than later on? Well, it's like you mentioned that I said at the beginning of the show, the stakes are really, really high. We cannot afford to make a mistake and send the wrong people to Washington because this is a numbers game. And we're on the brink of completely losing our country and everything that it stands for if we don't have the majority. And so that's why it's so important where I would rather support someone that's going to vote someone for a speaker that I don't agree with, but they were honest and we align on everything else. But at least they're an honest person. And that's where I like, you know, going into this, I honestly thought, you know, Caroline was more like a little mini Marjorie Taylor Greene, but Marjorie would own what she's going to do. Right, right. Right. And so when I pressed her, the fact that she wouldn't just own it and say, you know what? Yeah. At first I thought about endorsing Kevin McCarthy, but after I thought about it, here's why I changed my mind. Just give an honest answer. Nobody expects you to be perfect, but we expect you to be honest. And that's one thing I feel she came across as disingenuous. And I will point out, I reached out to her on Instagram. She's seen my message. 
I asked her point blank, you know, did anything change since her John Frederick show to the debate I moderated over the weekend? She saw my my question 11 minutes ago and hasn't responded. So I'll give her the opportunity to at least address the issue once again. Um, but you know, as far as right now, she hasn't responded to well, it. Well, so and, awesome. and I, I reached out to her as well. I, I have I don't think she'll come on. I hope she does. As a fellow conservative, I would like to pick her brain and ask her these questions as well because every time that there's somebody running for an office on this show, whether it be in California or New Hampshire, and I bring them on, the first thing I ask them um, after introduction is, do you or do you not believe, or do you believe that Joseph Biden is a legitimate president of the United States of America? If they can't answer that question the way that we know that that question needs to be answered for this new Republican Party, well, then they're right, right then and there, I know that we don't need to go any further. We don't have to have that much of a... We can, we can talk about why you believe that or why you think that he's the, uh, the, the, the legitimate elected president, but, they're not, but I'm not going to take them seriously after that. And, and, and this is another great way to vet somebody. Are you going to vote for Speaker of the House for Kevin McCarthy? This is a very big deal because, you know, back in the day, nobody cared about who ran and who won in New Hampshire. But today, we understand the stakes are so high in Washington as representatives from each one of these states that I do care who wins in District 6 in New Hampshire. I do care who wins in District 44 in Idaho. I might never even heard of the district before, but it affects me. And we need to make sure we get to the bottom of it, right? Absolutely, 100%. And that's why, like you said, one of the questions that I actually asked in both the debates that I moderated was, do you believe that we can conclusively determine the outcome in the winner of the 2020 presidential election? I'm not asking who they think won. I'm asking, do you think we can conclusively tell without further recounts, forensic audits, and things of that nature? Because based on this, the federal government's own top cybersecurity agency admitting that the voting machines can be hacked, those voting machines are used in over 16 different states. And unless you did a forensic audit on each and every one, they don't know if those machines' results were legitimate. And so you can't conclude, based on the federal government's own admission, that the 2020 election like the outcome of the 2020 election. So if all these candidates are running and vying to go down to Washington, they should at least be paying attention to the biggest thing on Republicans' minds, which is election integrity. At both CPACs, the number one issue, election integrity. There you go. Well, uh, Heather Mullins, I want to thank you very much for all your hard work here in New Hampshire. And I'm sure Georgia wants to thank you for your, all your hard work in Georgia. Uh, I don't see you stopping anytime soon. As a matter of fact, I see you continuing to expose these bad people that are running for office. And uh, you know what? Ten years ago, Carolyn Levitt might have been great. Today, that doesn't work. It, it's, it's a different ball game yeah, she today. It still be great, but I don't think now is her time. I mean, if you're going to cave under pressure and you're going to crack with a question like that, you need to be ready to go down to Washington and be fully aware of what it is you stand for. Yeah, amen. Heather, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? And where can they help your efforts? Yeah, go. I'm on t- all social media at Talk Mullins. So I'm on everything from Getter to Truth Social to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the big tech ones. They haven't censored me yet. I'm on Rumble as well and uh, also Telegram. There you go. Heather, thank you very much. Love you very much. And we'll talk soon, okay? Thanks, Jeremy. Love you too. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Heather Mullins. See, you know what? Journalists don't really... Journalists don't exist anymore on the level of a Ben Berkwam, on the level of a uh, April Moss, on the level of a Heather Mullins. They don't really exist 
anymore. So when we see and hear from an actual journalist who's out there digging for those uh, for those answers that we all need, it definitely is a refreshing, refreshing sight. So thank you, Heather. Uh, we'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. Thank you for joining in tonight. Hopefully you stick around to the end. We'll be right back. Yeah, I love, I love Heather. She's really great. She, she, she asks the hard questions. And here's the thing. Everybody was gaga over Carolyn Levitt, including myself. But this is why it is so imperative, ladies and gentlemen, that in your state, even if you're the shyest person in the world, get somebody to go with you to these town hall meetings and ask these people, the right and the hard question. Somebody said she don't get too wild if she hasn't been banned. Well, she's been suspended many, many times, but she doesn't have a talk show like I do. She's not, she's not talk showing it like I am where they're trying to stop it. She goes on talk shows and uh, reveals what she finds there. Very smart of her to do it. And, uh, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, to find, a, to find somebody who gets to the bottom of, of the barrel and finds out the truth of things, that is, is rare, and it is very, very, very important. So like I said, even if you are shy, get somebody to go with you, and I know a lot of people don't like confrontation. It hurts right here. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this. It's going to be confrontational, but as soon as you do it, you'll feel a thousand times better. I want to say prayers for Bobby Driver, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, pain. He's experiencing pain after a gallbladder surgery. So let's go ahead and say a prayer for Bobby Driver right now. Can we all do that together? Lord and Heavenly Father, we ask that you hear our prayers, Lord. We humbly come to you and uh, ask you to, to please heal and bring restoration and health to Bobby Driver after his surgery. We pray that uh, the complications, that there aren't many complications from the surgery and that this, will, this might be just a, uh, uh, some aftermath of the surgery, Lord. We pray that you protect him in armor of God and that you uh, bring him back to healing and restoration uh, so that he can uh, go back about his uh, daily activities uh, for his family and for this country. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Power of prayer, ladies and gentlemen. You don't just say prayers. You say prayers. You know what I'm saying? Don't just say, hey, prayers for. You actually say the prayers because prayer is more powerful than anybody knows. And prayer is a heck of a lot more powerful than Democrats know. Or the Democrats know about it. I can tell you that. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, how's the field of greens been working for you? Been working out real good? I'll tell you what. I'm almost done my first jar of field of greens, ladies and gentlemen. Back in the day, everybody ate vegetables. Everybody ate fruits. They grew crops right on their own land. There was no preservatives in there. There was no cancer-causing agents in there. There was no pesticides used on that stuff that gives you complications later. And that's exactly what you get when you order and try Field of Greens. You get everything that is, that is good. Everything that consists of a fruit or a vegetable all inside one scoop of field of greens and the cleansing is real ladies and gentlemen i'm telling you your sweat will smell different your number ones and number twos will smell different everything is different the way you act the way you feel the way you perceive things your priorities you're sharp you have energy ladies and gentlemen go to fieldofgreens.com today use the promo code lfa and uh 
Take the challenge. If the challenge doesn't work, let us know. Because I have yet to see anybody to say, oh, I don't know, I'm not feeling anything. <laughs> Crops on land. Exactly. Exactly. I wish I could afford Field of Greens. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I know it's expensive to buy a jar. I get that. However, it's cheaper by a lot, by a country mile, than actually buying the same amount of organic fruits and vegetables that you would need for that month. So just look at it that way, okay? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's come back from this commercial break and get back to it. Here we go. Look at that. Christina Mosier says, on day nine and feeling great. Woo! I love seeing the testimonies. Here we go. And welcome back to Live from America here on Real America's Voice News. I'm Jeremy Harrell. Thank you very much uh, for joining in. And I want to thank again Heather Mullins for joining us tonight. It's always a blessing to have a real journalist join the show. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, do you guys remember Andrew Warren from a couple weeks ago? The uh, disgraced and uh, corrupt and now suspended uh, Florida prosecutor that Ron DeSantis said, if you're not going to follow the law... Well, then you're not going to be a state prosecutor. It's that simple. So Ron DeSantis did what Ron DeSantis does in BDE fashion. Shout out Kerry Lake. And he suspended the Florida prosecutor who, do, who, who said he wasn't going to, uh, wasn't going to um, follow the law when it came to CRT. Wasn't going to follow the law when it came to sexual, uh, explicit sexual rhetoric and language in children's books and schools. He wasn't going to follow the law when it came to grooming and all that. Nope, he was just going to be a rogue Florida prosecutor. And then after Ron DeSantis used his BDE, Big DeSantis Energy, after he used that and suspended him, of course, then the tough-talking prosecutor named Andrew Warren said, uh, you're not suspending me. I'm going to continue to do my job. In which I asked, well, how are you going to do that, numbnuts? You don't have an office. You've already been replaced. Well, now the Soros backed, and that is proven, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not just saying that because I can't stand uh, people like this and George Soros. This guy took money from George Soros and was elected, and now he's suspended. But the Soros backed Florida prosecutor, or formerly known as Andrew Warren, has filed a lawsuit against Governor Ron DeSantis over the suspension. DeSantis suspended the state's attorney earlier this month because he refused to enforce Florida's abortion laws. Quote, Warren said that it doesn't matter what the legislature does in the state of Florida. He is going to exercise a veto over that. He also instituted policies of presumptive non-enforcement that is not consistent with the role of a prosecutor. You can exercise discretion in an individual case, but that discretion has to be individualized and case-specific if you remember those words coming from Ron DeSantis. He also said he doesn't have veto power. I have veto power. The governor has veto power. And how dare you as a Florida prosecutor anyway to decide that you're going to unilaterally uh, bring cases to court that you feel either violate or don't violate the law. Come on. You're not the state legislature. You don't have that ability. You don't have that veto power. And you don't have the, uh, the, the jurisdiction to just make laws up as you want just because you don't agree with them. It's not surprising Warren, who was suspended for refusing to follow the law, would file a legally baseless lawsuit challenging this suspension, said Ron DeSantis' comms director, Taryn Fenske, said in a uh, statement according to Fox News, we look forward to responding in court. Does anybody want to tell me what Ron DeSantis' court record is? How many people beat Ron DeSantis in court? None. Zero. Ron DeSantis' court record 
is about as solid as Donald Trump's impeachment record or his endorsement record. Get your You Can't Beat Trump hat on JeremyHarrell.com today. Uh, DeSantis suspended Warren for the right reasons, ladies and gentlemen, in Hillsbury County, because he wasn't going to follow the law. Long story short, um, the suspended prosecutor uh, cried about it. If you remember, uh, I think I still have that clip. Let's try to bring up that clip of this disgraced Florida prosecutor who cried about Ron DeSantis suspending him and then said he wasn't going to follow the suspension and he was going to continue to work without an office, I guess. I guess Zooming from home. You give me a sense of how rare a suspension like this is. I'm thinking back to 2017, Governor Rick Scott at the time, a state attorney in Orlando said she would not seek the death penalty. But she wasn't suspended. What, what's changed now that's made for this move that you now face? Well, it's a great question. What's changed is that the governor's changed. You know, policy differences aside, we've had governors who have respected the rule of law, and now we have one who clearly doesn't. I mean, he is stepping on the rights of the voters of Hillsborough County. This is- <laughs> Says the guy who doesn't want to follow the laws of the Florida state legislature. Says that guy. Ladies and gentlemen, do you believe that this guy deserves the dumb, dumb award of the day? I do. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day goes to Andrew Warren. You're not going to win this court case. You're just looking for some publicity. You're looking for the Democrats to come along and fund you to run for some specific office or another. Long story short, your days are over. What are you doing? You trying to pretend you're you're being a Florida prosecutor from home, Zoom meetings and Skype meetings. Nobody wants you. Nobody cares. Loser. Where's where's that uh, where's that loser sound by? Here we go. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. <laughs> and I'm not what I appear to be. Anyway, I guarantee you that he's going to lose again in court. Moving on. At least eight children. You heard me right. At least eight children and one dog have now tested positive in the United States for monkeypox. Ladies and gentlemen, how do children, how are children uh, contracting monkeypox? Now, I get it. If you've got a gay couple who both has monkeypox because they like to go in door number two and they're very cuddly, or there's a lot of human-to-human contact, kissing, hugging, touching, whatever, then somebody could possibly get Monkeypox, although it's more commonly shared through anal sex from man to man, okay? Real men to men, not actual transgender men to men. So that's how it's normally spread. Now you can get, you know, you can get monkeypox, uh, like I said, by close skin to skin contact, but how does a dog get it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are there some people out there doing some bad things to dogs? Anyway, let's get into this story. There have been at least eight confirmed cases of monkeypox in children in the United States. Oh, and by the way, they're changing the name of monkeypox. So in about two weeks or so, you'll hear it called something else. It'll be some stupid name because they don't want to marginalize black people. If that's not a racist thing to say, then I don't know what it is. I don't know what is. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's, how is that not racist? How is it not racist? For a left-wing loon, loser, to say, we're going to change the name of monkeypox because it marginalizes black people. Are you calling black people monkeys? Like, what the hell is going on here? It's almost like a left-wing liberal out on the, out on the street saying, oh, ID laws are racist because they don't have them. What a racist thing to say. These people are sick in the head. According to Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo, the eighth confirmed case of monkeypox... 
nothing to do with black people, liberals, you racist losers, in the United States is, excuse me, is believed to be a child under the age of two. And this is also the first pediatric case of monkeypox reported in Texas. Quote, I understand that it's a very scary thing and parents have concerns. And what we need to make sure is to be vigilant and understand the risks, not assume the worst. But this reminds us that this is very real, Hidalgo said during a press conference. The child's parents told officials that other than a residual rash, their kid has been completely asymptomatic. Quote, the child is currently expected to have a full recovery and is doing very well. We are in contact and have been in contact with the family who are fully cooperative. I would love to know the gender of the family, mom and dad or dad and dad, probably more than likely. The family has helped us initiate contract tracing. Oh, great. Here comes that word again with the folks that this child has been in contact with. We are still in the early stages of contract tracing. You can take your contract tr- contact tracing and shove it where the sun don't shine. We're not doing that again. I can tell you that. It is still unknown how the child contracted monkeypox. Well, look at the parents again. You're not reporting that in the story. Tell me if it's dad and dad, and I can guarantee you I know how he contracted it. Now, It was reported on Tuesday that scientists had reported the first human-to-pet transmission of monkeypox when the dog of a gay French couple... See, when it comes to the dog, they'll tell you it's a gay French couple, but when it comes to the kid, they won't say anything. When a gay French couple became infected after sharing a bed with its infected owners, the gay couple said that they continued to share their bed with their dog. What does sharing their bed mean? Are you doing bad things to that dog? Where's PETA when you need him? Who said that they'd been careful to be to prevent their dog from contact with other pets or humans from the onset of their symptoms? It took less than two weeks after they were told that they had the viral disease before their dogs started showing symptoms of monkeypox, including problems with their stomach. Ladies and gentlemen, what is what what is happening here? What is happening to dogs and kids here with monkeypox? Why are we hearing about this? And why are we hearing about contact tracing? Sick in the head, people. And I can guarantee you that monkeypox isn't going to come in my house. I can guarantee you that. I can pretty much 100% tell you that me and my family are completely shielded from monkeypox. Can you? <laughs> anyway, one more story here before we go to this next commercial break. Um, resident Corn Pop, in another attempt to destroy our nation's values, has now announced the following. Are you ready? We've got a soundbite. Of what corn pop, um, of what corn pop is acting, trying to say anyway. I mean, he has a hard time saying it. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression. No, no, no. That's not what he announced. That's not what he announced. This is what he announced. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't. Oh black. yeah, no, that's not what he announced. I'm sorry. Excuse me. He announced that he was going to be canceling almost four billion dollars of student loan debt. Resident Joe Biden is set to cancel $3.9 billion in student loans, announcing that the federal government will discharge all remaining federal student loans for students who attended the ITT Technical Institute. The student loan borrowers who attended the now defu- um, defunct institute will receive a discharge through borrower defense to repayment, according to Forbes, uh, and do not need to apply to have their loans canceled. Who pays for that? Can anybody tell me in the comment section? Or email, jeremy at jeremyherald.com. Who pays for all of these people's student loans to be wiped out? And is it fair? Because you're paying for it. I'm paying for it. 
The rest of the country, who's legally here anyway, is paying for the cancellation of the student debt. It's not coming from Joseph Robinette Biden. It's not coming from Stretch Face Armstrong. It's coming from you and me. Now, I understand, ladies and gentlemen, that there are a lot of people out there who have student debts that can't pay them. I get it. Student loans that can't pay them. I get it. But when you fail on your student loans, it's no different than when you take out a car note and fail to pay your car. What happens? Do they give you the car? Do taxpayers pay for your car? You signed on the dotted line. You went to school for what you thought you were going to learn. You came back out. You didn't get the job you thought you were going to get. That doesn't give you the right to forego your loan payment and have the rest of the country pay for it, you socialist lazy loser. Yes, that might be harsh, but it is what it is. You make a commitment to pay something, you pay it. You pay it. And you do whatever you can to pay it. Taxpayers should not bail you out. What about the people that just got done paying their student loans? Do they go retroactive? Do they get money? It's nothing but another bailout. It's nothing but another way to subsidize people who did not further their, uh, their career, take their careers further from what they went to college for. And if they went to college for it, then they should be doing it. And if they're not doing it, I shouldn't have to pay for it. Amen? One more commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. We'll be right back to close out the show right after this. Stay tuned. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, you either pay your note or you don't. If I don't pay my carb note, they come and take my car. It's that simple. It's not me being insensitive. I'm not trying to be insensitive by any shape, by any means. I'm not. I understand that times are hard. I get it. Times are hard for almost everybody. You know what I mean? Times are hard for almost everybody. People are like, oh, you're so insensitive. You're so insensitive. I'm not insensitive, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just being honest. You can't expect to have other people pay your bills if you signed on the dotted line. If you signed on that dotted line, then you are uh, you're responsible. All right? You're responsible for that loan, period. It is what it is. All right, let's come back. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for uh, sticking around here tonight on Real America's Voice News Live from America. I appreciate you and everything you do, your dedication and your loyalty to the show. I want to give a big shout out again to everybody watching on Getter. God bless you and thank you. The Rav Getter uh, chat, thank you. Thank you to the Rav Mods. And more importantly, thank you to Rumble. Rumble is our home and we love everybody there so very much. Now, some good news to end the show tonight. As an appeals court has ruled that a California church that defied Anthony Fauci's COVID regulations will not, I repeat, will not have to pay $200,000 in fines for not uh, complying with Tony the Ratface Fauci's uh, compliances in uh, his COVID compliance. So, In January 2021, Santa Clara County sued Calvary Chapel Pastor Mike McClure. I remember that. I remember reporting on it and was spared jail time for continuing to hold service during the COVID pandemic. McClure and his church were ordered to stop hosting indoor services without face masks during the fake pandemic. Okay, this week, an appeals court ruled that Calvary Chapel from San Jose will not have to pay the two hundred thousand dollars in fines over the pastor's COVID policies, all right? 
Um, on Monday, California's 6th District Court of Appeals reversed the lower court's decisions, citing a May 20th ruling by the U.S. Supreme Court in February of 2021 that a ban by Governor Gavin Gaslight Newsom on indoor worship services in counties where COVID-19 was surging violated freedom of speech. Now, without that Supreme Court order, then this they would have been fi- uh, fined over $200,000, folks. The decision by a newly conservative majority court Court came less than a year after the high court previously ruled the ban was justified on health and safety grounds. We are winning. We are winning. We are winning, ladies and gentlemen. Stay the course. Stay the course. And we will continue to take this country back from these deep state scumbags. Anyway, that's going to do it for Live from America tonight. Thank you for today's show. Thank you for tonight's show. Thank you for the donations. Thank you for the shares, the love, the dedication. God bless you. And remember, there are right ways and wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please visit JeremyHerald.com and check out all the new store items. And remember, keep a smile on your face. Keep your families close to you. And keep spreading that gospel and put on a full armor of God. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. God bless you all. Peace.